Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Uh, This week is a very special episode. Uh, We are kind of celebrating our seventh year anniversary of doing the podcast. And I'm bringing on two of my absolute favorite people in the whole wide world. One of them, so much my favorite, that I ended up marrying her way back when. Uh, I am, And then the other one, he's just like... The coolest dude in the world so um he was actually the very first guest on this podcast uh seven years ago so uh i'm very excited this week we are talking with my wife lindsey ward and brady manriquez these two have actually known each other longer than i have um and i just really enjoy getting to sit down and and just listen to them kind of banter at each other it's the best uh and yeah, I just want to do a podcast with with my best friends uh, in the whole wide world. So um, that's kind of what this is. Uh, we talk a little bit about my wife um, did her second half marathon uh, and things did not go according to plan. <laughs> we'll just say that. <laughs> um, and she'll kind of tell the story about that and we'll kind of talk about injury and running Um kind of being stubborn a little bit uh, when you have an injury, but you're signed up for a race. It is a conundrum many of us have faced before. Um, and then Brady's been getting into uh, camping and you know wanting to get into more like backpacking now that he's in Virginia. And so we kind of talk about his experience um, dipping his toe in that world uh, you know, throughout the summer. Um, I will say this, we had a new mic set up for this because it's a long, boring story. So I won't bore you with the details very much, except to say Lindsay and I were both, we tried to have two mics while Brady was on Zoom and listening back, it's not perfect. Did not work out perfectly. There are parts where I sound kind of quieter. Uh, and I'll go through and try to fix it as best I can um, before putting this episode out. Uh, but I just wanted to say that. So apologies. Apparently, <laughs> apparently you can be 350 episodes in and still not know what the hell you're doing. Um, but as we so often do with our failings in life, uh, fail first attempt in learning, or in this case, 350th attempt in learning, um, I, I wanted to just talk really quick about something that kind of was very empowering, especially starting off doing this podcast, but really starting off doing any creative challenge or I mean, I guess you could apply this to anything, but it's this idea that, you know, nothing is perfect. Um, when I get done with these episodes, I know for a fact that none of my episodes have ever been the perfect podcast episode, you know, and I sit there with the recording on my computer and I get to take the little file and then I get to upload it to the internet. And there's part of me that's like the perfectionist side that is like, oh, I could keep working on this and make it better, you know? 
I could keep tweaking things and, and cutting out the times I say um or stuff or dude. And I could do all that and make this perfect audio file and then ship it out. And especially early on, uh, when I first started this, I was a huge podcast listener at the time. And, you know, as a listener, I there's a certain level that I wanted to achieve. Um, and then I decided to record my first podcast. And of course, when you do something for the first time, you're not going to reach that level instantly. You just aren't. Um, and I think that stops people, though. I think it stops people because they're like, well, I'm not doing it at the level that I want to be doing it at. So what's the point of doing this? Or mine's not as good as blanks. So why am I doing this? And, you know, you get better through experience. We all know this, uh, but we know it logically, but emotionally, sometimes it kind of, it stops us. Um, and so I remember hearing from my friend Calvin at the time, who was guest number two, by the way, uh, awesome dude, Calvin Johansson. Uh, he told me, um, you can have a creative thing that's finished, but not perfect. So finished, but not perfect. Nothing ever will be perfect, but it does take that bravery just to ship it out there. Anyways, uh, with its flaws and, and, you know, improve them as you go. But the point being is you actually get it out there. You ship it. Um, and I always thought that was super important. So, uh, as it pertains to today with the less than, um, ideal audio on my part, which I apologize for, um, I'm going to ship it. And, uh, this is going to be episode 350. And I know I'll listen back to it and I'll love it because it's a conversation with two amazing people who make me smile and make me laugh. And uh, yeah, I think we just had a good time. Uh, I think there's some some gems in there. I think we get into some interesting things. Um, and yeah, and mostly it's just a conversation between three friends. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. So let's get right into it. This is like a Bigfoot podcast number 350 with Lindsay Ward and Brady Manriquez. Lens, can we start really boring like we were just talking before Brady got on? Yeah, I was like... Okay, here's what yeah. we were talking about right before we got like, on. I was like, hey, do we have any ant traps? Because there's an ant... This is not... This is even more dumb retelling no, it. you got to retell it. <laughs> I asked if we had any ant traps because we have ant, an ant problem because our kids leave food everywhere. And I said, I'm, I don't know. I was like, well, you need to clean the garage. And he goes, I'm going to mow the yard. Yeah. It's, and then I said, it's I'm not, mow the, mow the yard. this needs to be cut. Because it's was, even dumber. <laughs> this is not, don't leave this in. No, this is not. <laughs> I got bored. I was exhausted here. This is what oh, we should talk. I mean, we should, well, if we start like a sleeping so, podcast, yeah, like so, we'll talk about needing, who's going to be the one to go out and buy ant traps. Yeah, so you guys get in the call map. You know what I mean? I'll listen to you guys talk about just like domestic issues of, as far as like bugs in the house and mowing the lawn. Who's going to fix the shelf it. behind us? Yeah. Who's going to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay listens to like this podcast at night sometimes that's just a guy rambling about stuff, which people could probably say about like a Bigfoot podcast too. With, with it's like very name. tangential. 
and um, it's called Sleep With Me. That's not, that's not like called. we're yeah, it's called Sleep With Me. Not like I'm plugging another. The other one, I'm not gonna say yeah. what else I listen to. Big competitor here. Yeah, so, find. so that's what we should do. Anyways, let's get started because this that's what we're actually gonna pivot to in the 350th episode of this podcast. You're at 350? I was just wondering where you're at at this point. That's what this episode's going to be, which is insane to me. But we're pivoting to a straight up, Lindsay and I talk about planning our days. And then uh, and then we put you to sleep after five minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's just get started. <clears throat> Welcome, Like a Bigfoot Podcast. This is episode number 350. And for the celebration... I wanted to invite two of my absolute favorite people. So I have number one podcast guest on this show, number one in our hearts, Brady Manriquez. Hey guys. <laughs> That's <was> TV. <laughs> I thought it was definitely going to be your wife. <laughs> so, you know. And, I was like, oh, it's so sweet. You got some work to do. Straight number two. from our living room in my house. My wife, Lindsay Ward, who is number one human in my heart. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Did I redeem it? Yeah, oh, sure. Thank goodness. I had this whole plan, Brady. I was going to give you like a list of names, like nicknames going in, and I was going to write them down, and then I just forgot to write them down. So I'll give you a couple. Um, Brady Manriquez, Bro Montana, mm. uh, Brosif, and the amazing Technicolor Raincoat. Uh, what else you got, Lens? This is why I should have written these down. I got... I, all mine are not appropriate. Yeah, my most recent one's Branimal. I've been inheriting Branimal. Branimal? Yeah. Who mm-hmm. came up with that? Is, you, like is that one you created yourself? No. <laughs> I like Brady Bunch is the longest standing nickname Brady I have Bunch. in my life. Brandy Martinez. Brandy Martinez. This is this is, this is this. <laughs> dude. Every time I meet a Brady, I make sure I ask which way do people mess up your name the most often, and like. Almost everyone agrees, Brandy. 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 <laughs> Brody. Brad. Bradley. Brad. Like we, I said Brad twice. We can all understand that. Brody. Do people call you Brody? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I mean, Weird. it's all happened, but the one that's happened the most. Brandy. Brandy. They, they're just like the context clue that you're a man and the name they they go to they go to Brandy. Oh my god. But then they get to Manriquez and then it's just like anyone's guess what happens next. <laughs> How do people mispronounce that? Menarquez? Marikis? <laughs> just like straight up lo- like losing words out of the deal. Menarquez. Uh I okay, I can see it. What's up, Brody <laughs> Menarquez? Then like Mar- Martinez and then it's like straight up Rodriguez. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, you just give up. <laughs> That's amazing. Do, do you ever just go with it? You just I just, no, like, I know who I know who it is. I just know that yeah, that's me. Yeah. What like if, what longstanding nickname do you have either in your family or from friends? It's not exciting. I was gonna say, I there's this gas station by my work, and they think my name is. I think they think my name is yes, Sarah. They do. 
they think my name is Sarah, and I. It, but it's been so long, and I didn't correct her the first time. But now they always call oh, me no, Sarah. It, it and so, when, and I've like worn my name tag. And but now I just like it's been too late for me to correct them. So when I go there, I'm Sarah. She just goes with it. Like, <laughs> I'm hey, too nice money. to correct them now. Do you ever like not go there because you don't? Yes. Want to be, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've decreased going there because I don't want to like make them feel bad if they realize that that I messed up my name. Just like in a series of slowly more and more obvious hints, like create a shirt that's just like not Sarah. Yeah. It's just like not Sarah. My name is Lindsay. And just every day, see his people oh, call me Leslie a lot. They will mess up and say Leslie. Like there's a there was some there's somebody at work who started calling me that after like three years. I was like, you, this person needs to know how to say my name. Uh -huh. And so, so I was like, I was like told my nurse, I was like, can you like make sure this person learns my name? And so that it was like very obvious that she was like, Lindsay, can you look outside? What color is, <laughs> what's that car doing, Lindsay? Like, and then, so it was just awkward because now she says my name too much. And Yeah. It's the only way I know how to like learn people's names is to just overtly say it. say it too much. It's the only, otherwise your bud, your pal, your chief, your boss, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just go with dude. What's up, Are dude? You other than just Ward, do you have you had a nickname from childhood? Well, I mean, I had a nickname in rugby, and I oh, what did what you? It was. Oh, it's like Scamper. What was it? I don't Scamper. Know. <laughs> no, I can't remember. Uh, it was it was hee haw. Yes, my, dude, that's that's pulling one from the well right there. It is, and the uh, the, all the younger guys on the rugby team, like no one actually knew my real name after like a year on the team. I don't think anyone actually knew my name. Is it because of the generic Mountain Dew brand? No, because they were like, Where are you from? And I'm like, Muscatine. And they're like, Isn't that where dudes date their cousins? Your name's Hee-Haw. And I was like, What? <laughs> and I was like, That's not where that happens. But apparently, that's why I got my nickname. So I'm realizing my camera is like blurry, and then I tried to wipe it clean. There you oh, go. there you People go. People are gonna love that yeah. noise. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So I wanted to have you both on the podcast one because I love you both so very much, <laughs> and uh, you're like two of my favorite human beings on the whole entire planet. Uh, but also, you both have been having just great summers. Uh, <laughs> Lin Ooh. Lindsay and I are over here um, right now, uh, a week after her second half marathon. And we're covered in ice right now. We are both icing. We're we're both icing our oh. bodies. Mm -hmm. Oh, because you're sore. I was like, is it snowing in this? Okay. I thought that he was, or like we're on ice, like oh, on the edge of your seat. I didn't know if that was like a new thing. <laughs> yeah. Like you're excited to hear the retelling of it. You're, on you're ice. both nursing injuries. Are you both? Are oh, you just wait? Are, are you limping? So yeah. So I threw off my back like two weeks ago, like a dum dum. So I'm icing my back, uh, yeah. and then Lindsay ran her second half marathon, <laughs> and I haven't fully heard the story yet, really. Yes, you have. I mean, I haven't dove, dove in and like okay. tried to like ask you. Well, I have the story it. down because I have to tell the story to every patient I see, which is like upwards of twenty people a day, and so it's oh, like Groundhog Day, and I have to tell the story that many times a day. Every so time. I have it memorized. Yeah. Because you can do it for, your injury is it, like visible. There is a I, visible injury yeah. that I get asked about. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> she's on crutches. She's straight up on crutches <laughs> right now. Um, you show you guys, like five seconds of a David Goggins video, 
No, that was not helpful. But the morning of, he, I don't know, we're getting right. He tells me this dumb story about a gazelle and a lion about how like a gazelle wakes up and it just thinks I just have to be faster than the slowest lion. Mm -hmm. Slower. Yes. Or otherwise I'm going to die. And then the lion wakes up thinking I need to be faster than the slowest gazelle. Otherwise I will die. And I was like, so the moral of the story is I have to keep running or I will die Mm -hmm. is what Mm -hmm. I took away from that. And so this is all his fault. No, I think I, I remember a long time ago when I was getting into trail running and ultra running, there was a video uh, that they made with that. It's like a, I don't know, it's some famous story or something. Mm-hmm. It's a proverb or, or something like that. Proverbs. And they made like a trail running video and it's just like these majestic trail runners, like slow motion going through the fields with like beautiful mountain sunsets in the background and stuff you know and and i was like that was awesome so i'm I'm gonna look up that poem and then i just straight up read it to Lindsay, and then i didn't do it justice you know she needed the image of the trail runners Mm -hmm. and the like beautiful mountain scenery and things like that but she didn't get it so i was kind of doing it as a joke somewhat too you know what i mean i was like Mm -hmm. trying to pump her up and just like lighten the mood because i know (laughs) i could tell you were a little bit nervous honestly Um, yeah rightly so rightly so and uh and but, so i was trying to like pump you up just as kind of joking like hey this you're gonna find a deeper meaning to this race and things like that i did like the most inspiring thing there this is i don't think this is a spoiler anymore the america ferrera has like this epic speech at the end of the barbie movie that i heard that there was but i haven't seen it yet no. and i was like dinking around on my phone because we we're all on a bus getting driven to the start and somebody had like I don't know, written out her speech and I hadn't heard it yet. So I read it and I was like, F yes. So that like inspired me. And then it was all downhill, literally. Oh, it's this one. Figuratively. Yeah. The same one that you've done. This is I a, have done this one. Okay. Yeah. With all this. Dude, I've made the mistake of like, I can, you can over Goggins yourself where it's like, he romanticizes like so I finished this race where I crap myself I'm running on two broken ankles and uh, someone shot me but I like I finished the race yeah so you're like I must goggins my way through this but like you should, but in reality you're like I gotta go to work on Monday like mm-hmm. this guy's gonna be in the hospital too and you get out I so this is the first year in my life where I woke up with unexplained injuries like the like I think I I injured myself through sleeping. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my oh. Neck, you, know? you know what I mean? Yep. The first year of my life when I've heard people talk about this, but I now experienced it for myself of, I have a limp today. Like, why? No reason. I did nothing the day before. It, yeah. This is <laughs> so. I think maybe the writing was on the wall like the week before this because I, this maybe over, I, I had my hair in a ponytail and it was like at the end of the day and I was like getting undressed and I like took my bra off and I didn't realize that the strap to my bra had hooked around my ponytail and I went to throw it into the bin and it just went and like cracked my, I was like, oh my God, I like moved my neck and I was like, I'm not safe anywhere. Dude, if they make another Final Destination movie, that's a great death scene. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's really humbling getting older. I would say two years ago or last year, I got 
The visual is exactly how you visual. Yeah. yeah. Thank God like, Chris wasn't there. Like, it would made a notable like, noise. Am I living that this really happened? <laughs> um, just to share it, like in the pain of just where you randomly injure yourself. I was sick. I had like the flu. Remember that a few years ago? Yeah. And I was so stubborn. I was like, I don't want to just lay around. Like I have to do things around the house mm. to help. So I folding clothes and all this stuff. And there was a tiny pile of like four t-shirts on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I bent over to pick them up. And when I did, I threw my back out somehow. And I think it was cause I was just so like dehydrated from having the flu and it threw my back out. And then the rest of the week, every time I sneezed or coughed, which was like every five seconds, it was the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> and the kids learned some new words that week. And, uh, Thankfully, they don't use those words at school. Hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> um, but tell me, I'm curious, what about, so I did a Des Moines half, and I was like, in the first half mile, mile, I'm like, dude, my calves are tight. Like, this stinks. And I got 11 more miles of, like, my calves are tight. And they never stopped being tight. And I got the end and I was like hobbled for days because I was running on the same shoes I had trained on. They were just completely flat, no cushion, just like worn out shoes. Like, What was your deal? Did you feel something like in the first mile or did you feel something like midway through? Like where, at what point yep. were you like, something hurts? No. So I, we went on vacation three weeks ago, four weeks ago in Oregon and it, it was beautiful. Yes. It derail you a bunch. Well, yeah, no, it's a it's an appropriate derailing. Cause so it was yeah. like awesome. It, and it was one of those things where it's like we were just like on the beach and we didn't plan anything. Like there wasn't really any activities or like set, like we have to go do this. Like the kids just like played on the beach all day. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, You should try running on the beach. And I was like, I'm gonna do this. Cause I I like legitimately trained for this race. Like I wasn't just like, I'm gonna do this. Like I was doing very well training for this but then when we were on vacation by the way you look fit thank you that's awesome um we were on vacation i started to run on the beach and it was like i jinxed myself because i said i think i like running and i and i was the most happy ever i was like no i like you because a lot of time like chris sent me this meme that was like middle-aged woman starts running to replace her to replace her thoughts with I hate running <laughs> to like yeah and that is very much me like I just do it because I'm like sometimes I like to pretend like I'm running away and then I run back like I <laughs> do it as like a break to, for the world um but anyway I started running on the beach in like this I don't even want to say the name of the place in Oregon because it was too awesome and the beach was not busy at all and I just rate like oh, I ran two days in a row like eight miles at a time that was more than i had Damn. done before yeah Yo. but the whole time i was running there's sand dollars and so i just was like i can't stop i gotta keep on looking for sand dollars so i got I got like 20 sand dollars on this run i was like i just have to keep going so i was like going and looking for like the full sand dollars mm-hmm. and it was awesome um so but anyway like after those two days like my right like the lateral part of my shin like it's called the fibular head in like the my proximal tibia it was quite okay it wasn't the back of my calf they it was left like the right side the right side, the right side. <laughs> okay. anyway it was tender and i was like oh okay so i like backed it off your shin. 
Because I thought shin splints, aren't they the front? I, I, I'm i just joking. Yeah, I mean, that's all I've only ever really Mine was more before. like the side. It wasn't yeah. feeling normal. Um, So I like... Was it like flexing without... No, just... it just hurt. Like I was like starting to limp and I was like, okay. So I like backed it off. I didn't run as far. And then I was like, well, I'm going to do this race. Well, wait, <laughs> it was like, so, just like three weeks later. Wait, so how badly did it hurt like the next day? Because you weren't really limping until. I was limping later. in Were Oregon. You? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Like I run in sand a little bit. Chicago, um, uh, Lake Michigan, I would try to like run that shoreline. And I really love that, like mixing it up and that off of like off of cement onto the beach, uh, you know, whatever. And I always felt that it was a little easier on the joints to be in that, but to do eight miles and then follow up with another eight miles is like, oh, yeah, about, you think the back to back was enough to that. It just, oh, it, it messed me up. So yeah. So I like rested, I stretched, I iced, I taped, I put compression hose and it was like feeling a little better. It was yeah. not totally better, but it was better enough where I could like, I did like another run on it like the week before and I was okay. I was like pretty sore after that. But then last Saturday, I was like, well, I'm doing this race because <laughs> I trained really hard for it. Um, and so, so yeah, so we went, it's, so it's, it's Georgetown, which is more up the mountain to Idaho Springs. And so it's 13.1, whatever, 13 miles, mm-hmm. essentially mostly downhill. So we get started and I'm like feeling good. I'm like having like awesome pace. My lungs feel good. Everything feels good. And then like a mile and a half in like that part of my shin just like hurts so bad. And then I was like, this is not normal. And then this is the part where I (laughs) disobeyed everything that I tell other people to do. Because I'm like, you know, listen to your body. There's a difference between like being uncomfortable and being in pain. If you're like just kind of discomfort, like push through it. But I was like uncomfortable. But I was like, I'm not a quitter. I don't want my kids to pick me up one mile into this race and let them know I quit the race. And so I then proceeded to limp gallop the remaining 12 oh, miles. It was like, like, cause uh, it was less painful to make that weird motion than it was to walk mm. downhill. And so, but then I got to the, I mean, I'll tell you more in the middle, but like I got to the end and I literally could not walk at all. Um, like Chris had to go get the car and get me. And, and like, my kids were like holding me up and I like felt like I was gonna throw up. I was in so much pain. Oh, and then, and then I like gotten, I came home, I had, I got an x-ray and the x-ray doesn't show anything, but like, I literally could not put any weight on my leg. And so I'm like a, I'm a bad patient. Cause I'm like, just like texting my doctor friends. And so I got in, in touch with like my ortho guy and he's like, yeah, it's probably a stress fracture. And so I'm in a boot and crutches. Yeah. Um, today's like the first day I've tried to go without crutches and I'm doing okay. But like, I've essentially been like not weight bearing on it for then. And it's going to take like three, four weeks to get better. Um, it's cause the thing is like stress fractures don't always show up on x-rays. And so they're like, well, we can do an MRI, but like, I still can't walk on it. So I'm there. No. Like, even if the MRI comes back normal, they're gonna be like, well, we're going to treat it like a stress fracture and just boot it. So I'm just booting it. And if I don't get better, I'll get an MRI, but I'll save the, you know, this is straight up. Like, I, I put all this time into this and the, peer pressure of my kids are here mm-hmm. and I don't want to see mom stop at mile one yeah well because <laughs> I because Harper had done girls on the run which is a group I think it starts like it's like third to fifth graders and it's like they train for a 5k and so we did this 5k and like she 
was not having a good rate. It was no. a bad. It was like the worst air quality here, and they so they bad. did the waves of certain. Oh. Yeah, it was horrible. But then she was like so pumped. And then they did like a waved start. And because her school is at the very end of the alphabet, like she was so ready to go. But she didn't get to start until an hour after the start. And she was just so over it. But anyway, the whole time I was like, come on, Harper, we don't quit things that we start. I was really (laughs) proud of myself because I was never like, this isn't girls on the walk. Um, I like kept that in the whole time, but no, I was like, we don't quit things that we sign up for. Oh my gosh. But sometimes you should quit things is the, the real moral of the yeah, story. This is, this is literally, it's so funny. I think like, this is the, my internal monologue while listening to most of Chris's uh, episodes of his podcast. Cause <laughs> because of how many guests you have that are just like, they have stories. Well, cause that's what you asked for too, of like gutting it out when it all went wrong and in my head, I'm like, save it for another day, man. But they, there's that moment of like, no, I signed up for this today. I'm doing this today mm-hmm. or whatever tomorrow. This is an impossible question, but like in mile two of the gallop hop of whatever uh, limp of what you're doing, if you could fast forward to like, no, today would be like the first day without crutches. Would you still try to finish it? No, no, I would <laughs> no because I, so I'm in this boot for a good three to four weeks, best case scenario is that I get better in three weeks and then I'm supposed to go to Paris. <laughs> that requires a lot of walking, like oh. the following day. Um, so if I would have thought far enough to be like, this could impact this future trip I have, I would not have done it. Are you two going, are the family going? No, What's I'm going with my mom and my sister and my sister. Oh, dude. So yeah, so it's gonna be awesome, but there's, you apparently have to walk a lot there. Um, mm. And then, so, but now my back hurts because I've been on crutches and some rollerblades. I I don't know. Um, and like last night I took, I took Harper to the Ed Sheeran concert at the stadium where the Broncos play on crutches in a boot in the rain. And I was like, this is, and so I'm so sore today just from like that. That's so much um, advantage. <laughs> I know. How was your daughter's first concert experience? Or was that her first concert it, experience? Well, there was a two-hour lightning delay. So I was stuck there in my sweaty boot with 85,000 other people. Sweaty boot's a good name. <laughs> That's a good, like, IPA <laughs> name. That's a good name for your IPA. It's a good nature good name. IPA. Um, it, the, I mean, the concert was amazing. But uh, it was... This one goes out oh. to old sweaty boot out in yeah. section 112. I will say people are very nice. They're like, oh my gosh, do you need me to help you? Do you need me to take your daughter to the bathroom so you don't have to get up? Or can I? That's so, nice. That's people good. are very sweet. Except for one lady that knocked my watch. Get out of here. Uh, I'm going to use like a slur. Like, I know. <laughs> They're like, oh, but then everybody's like, oh, what happened? And so I've had to tell this story so many times mm. that I'm just over it. So back what? to your story really quick. I know. That's um, why I'm like, so... <laughs> that's why I was like ripping. We're so ready to tell this story last week. And now I'm like, oh, I've told yeah. the story so many times now what? that. Right. Let me ask you this though. So at mile one and a half or whenever it started hurting mm-hmm. again, was it like, did it gradually hurt? Or was it just like all of a sudden like snap? And then all of a it, it was like all of a sudden I noticed I was like, this really hurts. Yeah. But there wasn't like I didn't step funny. I didn't do anything weird. But it but the other thing it was so hard to quit because everything else felt so good. I was like, my lungs feel good for this. My right. leg feels good. My, right. my one my, my left leg is doing great. Like, uh, but I was <laughs> I was Oh, it was the internal monologue I had this whole time was rough. Like I, I did have like my favorite 
playlist. So I was just like, I'm just gonna listen to my favorite songs. This is gonna mm. be, I'm gonna learn a lot about myself this time. But mm. there, there was like a, a, more than a handful of people that passed me and they're like, I'm so proud of you. Keep up the good work, including like an 80 year old guy. And so I'm like, I can only imagine what I looked like. <laughs> and then my friend who works with Chris, who's who peer pressured me to signing up for the race too, she like hadn't trained much for it. And so she's like, I'm just gonna like walk jog it and not worry about my time. She eventually like caught up to me and she was like, I bet it's your shoes. Cause everybody with those specific shoes I know gets shit splints. And right as she says, <laughs> like this lady with the exact same shoes just like zips by me. And I was like, I don't think it's the shoes. I don't uh. think it's the shoes. Dude, I love, oh. I mean, running theory, all, all everyone's opinion about like, I know, equipment. Um, it was so hard to just be passed by all these people I should not be being passed by. That's so uh, it was good. It was good for me yeah. to be defeated. Yeah. Like, me, I should wear the medal around, though. That's what you, I think I should just do and, and point to it when people ask, like, how did you do this? I feel like anytime I've had like, what I call like a setback, I call it like a setback, right? Of like, damn couldn't show up and do the thing I wanted to the way I wanted to do it. Now you get to have like a redemption story. Like I feel like you can always on your own sit or the organized race, whatever, you can always return back to that and be like, that thing's not going to, that like course is not going to get the best of me. I'm going to show up and like have a redemption story moment of that. Cause everything was great except for this one nagging little thing that I, I hate. I've I been know. like, I went on a, a in the, journey of trying to like become a runner uh had to call my dad for a ride at one point in a uh route in muscatine and i was like well i'm gonna do that route again and not get dominated by <laughs> like needing to I call know. my dad for help you know i do love how this thing like it's it can humble you and it should humble you i think i don't think you should go you know do something hard and have it be easy. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't think you should ever sign up for something specifically because it's like hard to do. And then be like, that was easy. That was no big deal. You know, like I've always thought that Brady, like I've always thought like, I remember doing like sprints in football back in high school, right? Mm -hmm. And you'd always get to the last one. And all of a sudden these guys who you were all, like beating through every other sprint during that last one they beat you all of a sudden you're like dude you're holding it like you're holding back you're trying to make you're trying to make sprints easy and sprints are not supposed mm. to be you know mm. and that always like bothered me for whatever reason <laughs> um now i don't think you should like injure yourself afterwards you know like you got to the finish line and we saw you and i was like oh man what did i look like finishing <laughs> what well, yeah, what is your so it's essentially you, mostly all downhill because you're starting but like up the mountain and you're going crosses down and you're there doesn't Lindsay just immediately be like my leg is effed or I texted him I was like I am doing this is my pace it is not good my leg is messed up oh well, I'll yeah. give you an idea so you I'll know coming in like oh something's up but like I'll could give you, you an idea it? I I my my friend Lori came through uh, who I work with and I filmed her running, gave her a high five and stuff. She's like, Lindsay's right behind me. She's, she's feeling pretty rough. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and then I spot Lindsay cause they're coming down this hill from yep. a ways away. And I guess all I'll say is I was like, Lindsay won't want me to film any of this. <laughs> there will be no proof. There will be no of this. video footage. Good. You know what? That's wisdom. 
that's experience. That's uh, a husband of I don't know how many years. Good job. Way to go, but Chris. It, but because at the end, mean, everybody is like, do you want to take a family picture? I'm like, no. I mean, a <laughs> I great like, high five pick with someone in the tutu. Oh, Millie. Yeah. yeah. That was sweet. That was a good. But, um, you know, well, and then just the reality of being a parent, too. Like, she gets in. Zoe like, has a bloody nose. Zoe's nose is just I have to take my everywhere. shirt off. I never I like this this tells you how much she I didn't good. care. I took my shirt off and I was just in my sports bra and <laughs> leggings Ooh. and I gave my kid my shirt to wipe up her bloody nose. But I was like, at this point, <laughs> I don't even care who sees me because I like good. They should see me and come help me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wanted to ask you this because you know, it was a weird like emotions at the end, I'd say. Like you were proud of what you had done, but also like no, I was me like I was embarrassed that I did not quit because I was like this is this is really dumb that I kept running, and then Chris like confirms that he's like like, yeah you should have stopped. I was like well then why did you tell me the the freaking giraffe lion story? It was a gazelle. It was a gazelle. Oh the gazelle, (laughs) the hippopotamus alligator story. Antelope the (laughs) the tortoise and the hare. That's yeah. such a mixed emotions moment. I can see that going so many different ways. You can try and like take the high road, find like the the shining like. No, if I was like mean? a derby horse, they would have shot me. They'd be like, "There's <laughs> no, we need to put this this horse out of her yeah, misery." She would be straight There's no blue. rehabbing this horse. Uh-huh. She would be blue now for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, little like nagging running injuries are so annoying because you can do like you said, you can do everything you can like compression ice rest whatever and it's just like it's like a hangover it's like only time solves it it's like you just Mm -hmm. have to wait and no matter what you did for the last 48 hours you have to wait four weeks it's like i think it's the the moral also is like all that stuff you and i do this too where like i don't do any of that stuff until i get injured and then I do all of the stuff. You do all of the like, stuff. The moral really is like you should be doing that pretty consistently. You find you find yoga with Adrian. You find her running series. <laughs> you, uh, you know what I mean? Like you find the compression socks that are like high socks. You, yeah, you get the little roller ball that goes under your foot. You do yeah. all the things suddenly. But it's too. I'm risky. having my extra yeah. calcium and vitamin D and my protein <laughs> right. granola bar but every you're morning. Like, it's too late. I've like, done the rice. Yeah. I know. I was like, what things can I do in, in one week to make this yes. better? Because that's kind of what I did. Because I, well, the week before I was like, let me just see how far I can run. And I did like almost 10 miles. And then then I was extra sore, but I, I had made it better. So I was like, I thought I could get away with it. Because I was like, well, yeah. downhill, I'll shave off couple minutes yeah you know but no well i guess i guess my point was and i don't know if i don't know how you processed it at this point but i was kind of like you already made the decision like you made the decision to keep going like being embarrassed about it really doesn't serve you at this point but also like i'm gonna be honest dude it was one of the craziest athletic feats that i've seen honestly because i'm like (laughs) You look like you're in an incredible amount of pain. And yeah. I'm like, she's been doing <laughs> like, this. I was... And yes, so yesterday I drove up to uh, the mountains and I went through Idaho Springs and I drove to Georgetown. The whole, like, however, 12, 13 miles in between those towns, I was like, dude, she ran on this legitimately mm. on one leg. And mm. I did not. <laughs> 
I didn't stop the the few times I was like, well, I'm gonna have to walk this because I can't move. It hurt more to walk, so I literally did not stop running. You didn't stop. I did not stop because that would damn okay. Yeah, I was. That, and that I couldn't sit down at the end. I was like, I can't sit down because I will not be able to get up. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting. You know, you know that. Yeah. Too. Good on you. Damn. I know. Well, next what, what next year for 450, we'll do a, a redemption. Oh, for what? Well, then I have to do 100 of these episodes oh, in one 500, year. 300? What no, number is episode this? 52, 400. 400. Okay, we'll do an update. It's one per week, right? Is it 52 weeks? 52 weeks. Okay. Yeah, I missed some. So 402. 402. <laughs> okay, we'll let's see. pencil it in. <laughs> See y'all in uh, 52 more. You guys are hard guests to get, so I don't know. <laughs> um, but, Linz, I remember when you finished, because you were like, let's do the podcast tonight. And I'm like, I was like let's talk about this. Because yeah. I had, yeah. imagine me talking to him and explaining this and trying to turn it into funny the whole time I was doing it. Yeah. So <laughs> I, don't know I was like, you. this would make a great story. Dude, the funniest shit I've ever said, excuse me, uh, is is when it's tragedy. When I'm making fun of like, Oh, like a Three Stooges event in my life. Then, like, yeah. I, and then that happened. Like, it, it's the funniest story generally, but <sighs> because it's real emotion too, and it's you trying to like deal with it. You're processing it, but processing humor, it, which is like one of the best ways to do it. You know, like that's why that's one of the things why I think humor is like so important. You know, mm -hmm. but what else was going through your head? I mean, do you have other things to add to the story at this point, or no? It was just like how many more well i was annoyed the worst part was not the worst part but you could tell that there were mile markers up from other years where they had done the race and so the race had kind of changed they a changed little bit and well, so every time it would be like six miles seven miles they would say that marker actually like a quarter mile short and and it took me a while to realize that like oh because then they had their real oh. marker would be like up on like a poster board not like the there was like an old spray painted one i was like oh my god so it's just this false yeah this false hope and then i was like so delusional and tired that i kept forgetting that and then i kept on thinking I was smarter <laughs> than I was. that went through my mind a lot and then i was like i was i can't remember what show we were watching where they talk about how they let like they put their ipod on shuffle and let steve's job dj and so i was just like steve i think that's, I think that's kyle Kinane's yeah company. oh was it i was like steve i really need like a great song to get me through this and so i was talking to steve Jobs in my head like, wait hold on you're gonna I, have to clarify that because that sentence made no sense. No, no, no i get that i totally get that okay I, steve jobs is the creator of apple or whatever with a couple other guys whatever their algorithm for whatever. shuffling you guys he died of pancreatic cancer and so there was a joke from a comedian i guess that when you put your pot on shuffle he's the dj like angel dj that decides what song you need to hear next and so that's what i was thinking about i, I was like steve jobs will know what to play next <laughs> My, uh, my, uh, for the longest time, my philosophy was put it on shuffle. And even though it's not like a, like your standard upbeat, like run, like learn to run to this and make it the soundtrack or whatever. So like 12 years of slave soundtrack shows up and it's Great the most dramatic run I've Clark ever Jr. had in my life. You yeah. know? Great training mm. by Gary Clark Jr. on that soundtrack. I, I swear to God, like that was it's the open-minded of like, whatever comes in, turn it into a good song for your running today. Like I kind of love that. And then every now and then I'm like, forget that next, like next. No, yeah. but. Did it know. hurt so good by John Cougar Mellencamp come on? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs>
dude, that I'm sorry for you. That sucks to be. Well, I mean, it sucks to be that prepared. Yeah. I mean, to like have put in the work to put in the time. It was, it'd be one thing to be like, dude, I just wasn't trained. I just jumped in and like uh, injury from not being trained, but like to train up that much. And it's like the weekend before to, for a thing to show up suddenly that I feel for you. That sucks. That's no fun. But yeah, I mean, it's, (laughs) you know what? It wouldn't be a good story if I was like, I trained really hard. I ran it and I had great. Right. The end. You know episode three fifty. I set my expectations. I trained properly. I ate all right, and everything went as planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, no hiccups. I learned nothing. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. I am the same person as I was at the beginning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> expectations. Reality. One line. Like, <laughs> There's a. So I've been listening. So speaking of like shuffling songs and and stuff like this, I a song came on my playlist um, and it made me think of you, Lens. So uh, it's by Taj Mahal. It's called She Caught the Katie and Left Me a Mule to Ride. It's, I'm say, pretty sure I'm like- say everything you, what, say everything you just said again. That sounded it's like a mad Taj bit. Mahal, who is the best. Am he's I the my, mule? He's, this... whole, <laughs> he's my favorite like blues singer. He's amazing. I'm pretty sure it was the first song in the movie, The Blues Brothers um and but anyways the last like line is like something like i'm still crazy about that hard-headed woman of mine (laughs) and i've thought of Lindsay. like that song came on i'm like she is hard-headed dude like no one's gonna tell her what to do like no one's gonna even if i would have texted her like you have to stop like it's not happening so what might as well just live with with uh, um with that a yeah. stubborn mule and it's so many different ways a whole bunch of different ways what's an example of being you being a, a stubborn mule about a thing and it, it like literally you can take, pick anything out of you it has nothing to do with running I'll, I'll give you a, just an example i can't justify a 60 dollar haircut when there's like a 15 dollar haircut over here i yeah. hate it i just even with the the great clip gambles great clip gambles. The, I, this is the thing i i've i've not learned my lessons from the great clip gambles of the past and i will <laughs> still occasionally take a great clip i do it all the time i like it they do good uh, job right? every now and then i have to let them know sit this one out but the <laughs> that is one thing i'm still so stubborn and i've learned my lesson a bunch of times and i still will not go to like a reputable barber and just take the 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 sports clip gamble now is maybe the upgrade but still it's so dumb it's so not better at all i'm still i just how can you pay 60 bucks for nah do you buy expensive shampoo or you also get like the two for one suave wait what (laughs) you buy expensive shampoo you go with garnier fructis (laughs) go tresemme baby you know what i mean Tresemme with the pump, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that is the dumbest example I could give you. I was just trying to buy you time, but I don't you know. I you think what like you're being, stubborn about that you I know think, that you know you are, but for whatever reason, you're just still stubborn about this thing. I will not wash my car. I will not pay money for a car wash because I'm like it's gonna rain. <laughs> I like that. That's a great yeah. example. Okay. Well, I'll say like this that. though. Yeah. Like, I think stubbornness can be an actual trait that you can use. I mean, I watched oh, yeah. Lindsay like get herself through med school 
which meant being and i don't know if stubbornness or like being ultra focused through like perseverance of will yeah. for sure strong-willed like we can turn this on its head and it's a great like positive yeah. too but if you have self-awareness enough to know that like here's where my perseverance discipline stubbornness gets me in trouble and like i know better but i'm still step on the same rake every every other month you know i'm really bad i try not to do anything where it's like all you can eat all you can drink challenge but, mm. but i because i will be like i need to get my money's worth and i need to come out <laughs> on top of this and it's then like, i always <laughs> end up with a gut ache super drunk like no i don't even let myself yeah sign up your, for, your math brain takes over my math brain i'm like i need to yeah. get a good deal on this like yeah. we, we went to like a all you can eat like lobster tail I didn't eat, I, but I didn't do it. Remember with Graham and Natalie? How many did mm. he eat? Like the kitchen was like, you need to stop. Like Not me. To, he has to get out Not, of the he, He's worse than I am. He got like 18 servings of like, what? was it crab legs? It, it was, was crab, crab legs. legs. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it because I don't like crab legs. Dang. And I have this kind of rule for myself that I shouldn't do all you can eat anymore because like, of my like, problem. <laughs> good answer. That's a yeah. good answer. Survey <laughs> says number one answer. <laughs> Don't do all you can eat. Buffet. Don't do all you, all you can, whatever. Or like same yeah. thing, like all you can fit in this bag. You know, there's some places that like <laughs> the bag, you can fill it for $20. Just, no, like, like I like, will like deals. calculate how do I roll these things to fit more. Like I, I can't do it. <laughs> like I great. just know that I get so, like I need to win you're and I need, I need to beat this thing. So like your stubbornness meets your competitiveness yeah and yeah competitiveness overrides just like hey what are we gonna what's this gonna look like tomorrow yeah <laughs> like yeah exactly i won't quit when i'm uncomfortable yeah <laughs> dude holy cow great answer out like of a statement chris you or Lindsay, you get me an answer where is chris stubborn to a fault where am i stubborn to a fault I don't know. He, a lot of times, like his body is his temple, you know? And so a lot, like he has like all these things he has to do, like mm -hmm. stretch all the time, like and nothing, like he'll be like, no, I can't do the 20 things that need to be done. I, I need to stretch right now. Um, cause he's either like hundred percent or he is 0%. Mm. Like, like when he was sick, like with the flu, like still, um, checks all the boxes. 0%. Like he can't be any, he can't function in between. So like if he's not perfect and doing all the things to maintain himself, he doesn't function. Just, looking at Chris, your facial expression, how are you internalizing this? You... Oh. <laughs> right? Would you concur? Yeah, I mean, I threw out my back two weeks ago being just as stupid. Like, just he, yeah. Did you tell so, everybody it's because you have such big abs? You're like, it's because I have these no, great so, abs, no. and it pulls me forward <laughs> if not. I sit for too long. He's like, I heard it's a big problem for guys that have six packs no i didn't i did not say that you did that you said quote. that, that quote. you didn't call it a six pack but you said this is a problem for people that have abs is no. that they throw he their said, back out a lot if they have to core. sit because the guys that have ripped up strong course yeah guys who are like you know swole <laughs> <laughs> no so the answer i, I suffer from the same problem of other people that are in crazy shape here here's the deal jake reed who is our friend, doctor Dr. Jake Reed, who wow. is our friend, who is the man. We love That's Jake crazy. Reed so much. He's a professor of physiology at University of Northern Iowa. Mm -hmm. Oh, hold on one second. The kiddo saying something. Is that a song that's happening? One or second. Or the kiddo that's happening? Here, let's, I'll explain this to Brady. If, okay. 
we're, we're parenting. Don't worry, I'll get up in my boot. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just take your time. I didn't notice it on the entry, so I haven't uh, the exit now. I'm seeing the grimace and the in the hop. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, oh poor Linz. That's tough. <laughs> Man. Uh, so what? So Jake Reed though he explained this once because I've done this like a handful of times where I'll go on big drives. You know, I'll I'll be traveling. I'll be sitting down a lot. And he said, when you sit down, there's like a muscle in your hip that will get shortened, you know? Mm. And, you know, you, if you spend multiple days where you're just not stretching that muscle out, it'll get shortened and you have to stretch it out before you work out again. Because he said, if you're doing these big lifts that involve your core, yeah. I told this to my friend Tim too. And he's like, dude, you're just straight up doing sit-ups and he threw your back out. Like you're just working on your abs. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I wasn't working on my abs. So, but basically like you do like a lift, like a squats that involve your core or um, I was doing kettlebell swings this time. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it'll like somehow, see Reed is a smart guy. So he explains a lot better than me, but uh, by flexing. He's out of balance. You're yeah, out of just, balance on one on one side of your body over the other. One side, your 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 abs are ripped like a ripped up like a ninja turtle, and your back is flabby like a weak little bitch. And you know what? You know what I mean? Like you just why don't you do your lower back a favor and don't do less abs because that'd be stupid. Uh, how about you pick up some weight and move it for your lower back and pretend like you're skydiving on the ground. <laughs> Is that what you call that that uh, core workout where you lift all your? I don't know what else would you call that. Pretend like you're skydiving. Like, yeah, pretend like you're skydiving. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. Maybe or or in like I feel like this is sophomore year of football. Uh, you could be on the ground and do some gopher holes, if you will. I don't remember what are gopher holes. I don't remember what gopher holes. This is no. this is the non. This is a not a politically correct way of saying put your dick in the dirt. <laughs> Hi, Linz. I see your medal there. Oh, she's wearing her medal now. Oh, this thing? Oh, oh. this this blue ribbon. Uh, this silver. Yeah, hold it up. You oh, okay. We had um like friends over for dinner once, and Harper came down the stairs with like her hockey medal on, and was just like pretending like it was there. She's like, oh, oh, oh you need oh, this medal? Oh, this. <laughs> oh. oh, I forgot I was wearing my medal. I love that. You should, oh, be proud. <laughs> you should be proud of like when you earn something like that. You should be proud and. Oh, what's Brady going to put on? Oh, what's Brady have on? A crown. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, I forgot you were the king. Oh, this? I told oh, you. Oh, I was Homecoming King? Oh, my goodness. Is that really the Homecoming King hat? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it hat. Crown? That's Thank the you. crown. That is the one. Royalty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Have you had that since then, or did your parents just give it to you when they moved? Dude, like, I'm not going to get rid of that. That, that did make the move. That is, there's, I've gotten rid of almost 90% of, like, childhood nostalgia, but a few things did make the cut along the way. That has to, to make the I mean, cut. That's got, I mean, that's got to make the cut. Right? See, you guys are. And I'm going to put it in a place where if someone visits, they're going to ask about it. So, you know. <laughs> so that's why I was just right over here. <laughs> and oh, this. I forgot. I forgot it. Oh, my. Yeah. What is that? Oh, that, God. That, I forgot to put away my homecoming king. My goodness. But let me say this. You guys, people will laugh about that stuff. But, like, you're 
Like, you should be proud of that. Like, this is what I'm saying. I think people, you know, we people get embarrassed about being proud about stuff. I'm like, I don't understand that at all. Like, be proud about it. You you were elected homecoming king by the whole entire high school. And I voted I know, for you. I voted for hey, you. I voted for you. And I know it was 20 years ago, almost. But Yeah, it's really silly to bring it you, up. Will you wear it you should be for a reunion? No. Oh my god! No. I will no. pay you. I will buy your plane ticket if you go into the reunion. No, no. Well, now we're in the territory of yes. We're getting close. No. If you wear that afford- hat or the crown. I swear to God, a couple years ago, I'd have been like, "Yeah, no, that'll do it," because I'm making no money. But I, homeboys making a little money now, so we're all right. No, that's not gonna do it. That's will, not worth that. I will walk behind you, like carrying your cape. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll feed you grapes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to look like us three have a weird relationship. And Travis, you know I, mean? I don't I'm, care. I'm just, Let him talk. Yeah, Travis <laughs> will play one of those trumpets when you enter the room. You know what I'm saying? Um, Brady, I want to hear a little bit about your summer. I know you've had some summer adventures as well. Uh, just a little bit. Nothing, nothing crazy. I've been... Um, Gosh, I've been in Richmond, I think it was, it's pretty much like a year, like as we're talking, like we're kind of like a year. Um, but one of the things I try to like uh, pursue, I've, I've always been envious of people that camp, uh, that go camping. I want to like be a person that goes camping. Um, and for the longest time, like there's a bunch of, there, I got a handful of goals of like some stuff I want to do, but like money has gotten in the way of some of this stuff in the past. And now I'm like, I, I have the means to actually like pursue some of the stuff I want to do. Uh, and, but specifically not just like, you know, I, I can go camp at like a campsite, but specifically like, I don't want to come back to like where my car is parked. I want to be able to like carry what I got going on on my, on a backpack, hike into a location and then camp in that location based on everything I'm carrying on my back and then like either keep going for a little bit or come back whatever uh but like actually do backpacking uh so that's been like a little bit of a pursuit also uh I came out to Richmond and my brother my older brother Joe is super type a (laughs) Lindsay I feel like you guys would be our kindred souls uh yeah 100%. 100%. You already know. You guys already like have like visited Joe. You guys are very similar in a bunch of ways. Let me say this. I was talking to Brady on the phone yesterday and Brady was just like, yeah, I'll, I don't know what I'm doing today. I might hang out with my two brothers, Joe and, and Tony. He's like, but I don't know. Joe might be replacing the carpet in his house. And I don't know where Tony's at. And I'm like, dude, that's a straight up, like you just described classic first child, like being oh, yeah. super responsible doing housework and then yep. classic youngest child like i yep. don't even know where he's at i don't know <laughs> where he's, he's somewhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i'm either gonna go have a, ha- a happy hour with tony or i'm gonna like i don't know hang drywall with joe you know <laughs> but, <laughs> but dude tell yeah. me about like, <laughs> yeah, a hard choice right? <laughs> what, what is it about backpacking that captures your imagination I, dude i like i enjoyed the solitude i enjoy where my mind goes i also like am in pursuit of being a little less attached to 
this phone and technology and, and um, I kind of like what my brain does by itself. Um, it, from like 2016 to now, I have like uh, picked up running as a little bit of a hobby. And then, you know, because of talking to you over the years, like trail running, absolutely. And so many times I've been like trail running through a location. I'm like, dude, I should come here where it's not about let's get 10 miles in, but it's like, let's go spend time in like beautiful nature and like sit in it and enjoy it. Not just like fly past it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, growing up, my if your if your parents didn't do a thing, you typically didn't do that thing. And we didn't really like camp growing up. But again, it's like a lifestyle that I've always romanticized and I, I want to like pursue it. Like, so coming out to, from the Midwest, like Chicago and Iowa to Richmond, two hours, one direction. We're in the Blue Ridge Parkway, uh, Shenandoah National Park on the Appalachian Trail, two hours the other way. There's ocean available, Virginia Beach. And neither of those two things are available in Iowa. Like none of those things are accessible in the entirety of my life. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that honestly was the one is proximity to family first and foremost, but like really close up there is proximity to mountains and ocean. And I could, uh, I mean, I could reasonably camp in both scenarios and the real like fantasy of it to me, I would really, really love to find some level of like mountain water. We'll just call it either lake stream something like some kind of like water and i the fantasy is to wake up next to water um either in the mountain setting and then again like ocean setting too and i do know i have a couple of spots picked out i haven't gone east i've only gone west so far but like uh mcafee knob finally got finally got the required picture on mcafee knob <laughs> the that's uh, the like classic like appalachian trail. yeah that's a good i mean so good where you're on this rock and you're just like it's just overhanging the mountains near roanoke and you're just standing on it and it's glorious like i mean the picture is great Ooh, nice parkway Brady is holding up for the, this is an audio, not an audio visual. He's holding up maps, Appalachian Trail, discovering them. Maybe you didn't, I don't know if you interviewed these people or not. I don't think I did. did Okay, maybe it was on like a different podcast, but yeah. Wait, hold on, wait, wait. you listen to different podcasts other than just No, 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 no. Oh, because for a second there, I thought you said you heard these people on a different podcast i've only a listened to one podcast. podcast and this is this is it i don't even know how to access other ones <laughs> <laughs> i send brady i i like i uh burn it to a cd but then i record it to a cassette every week and i mail it to him in the mail <laughs> and he actually puts it on his record player yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you knew that one so. move it to a phonograph let me um, ask you this dude okay so romanticized camping versus the reality of it what mm. has that been like for you um i've yet to sleep (laughs) (laughs) that's that you know what i mean like every every night of camping so far has not really been like a restful night of sleep it's just been like a little scary of every little crunch is a bear or something you know what i mean like or you know there's like campers near me a handful of these uh, a couple of times so like four times i've actually like been out camping on my own 
and uh, three of those times we were like around other people. Um, sometimes they're, like they're partying, whatever, or um, I just have yet to really fully like have a restful night of sleep. Have <laughs> so you done it? Oh, like, you only have done one night, or have you done two nights in a row? Because I feel like it's always the second. Like I never sleep all the first night, but then I'm so exhausted the second um, night that I sleep. That's a really good question. Twice I've done the two nights. Okay. But that was like at a campsite with people. I haven't like been in two nights out on my own solo. Cause I, there's still a number of like, you feel like you get, you get the, like, what, what's the bare essentials for camping? And then you just keep finding reasons to buy another thing. But like the bare essentials is like the backpack, the tent, the sleeping bag. Yeah. Right. And then everything else after that is like, oh, that's the basics. That's what you need to survive tack on whatever a solar panel yeah. fan right yeah on the trifold solar panel during the day like yeah I, there's you can get nuts with it um <laughs> and i didn't realize this like the salesman at rei saw me coming he was mm-hmm. like so there's a community amongst backpackers called ultralight and like as soon as you say the word ultralight you're like and that's uh this this little uh spoon it's three thousand dollars for this because <laughs> it's ultralight and it's 0.2 ounces instead of 0.3 um and every ounce counts buddy you know like every ounce counts that's like they're <laughs> yeah. so they, they saw me coming and i was like top of the line top dollar let's go i only want the best and i then want the all the again. gadgets they I want. I came to my senses. I'm not yeah. so crazy, but and, and I mean I'm pretty sensible about it. But the big name stuff, they go as top of line as possible. But I don't like sleeping in a sleeping bag. Like uh, there's a thing called a Zen bivy that is like they call it like a camping quilt. So you mm-hmm. can be kind of like tucked in on all sides, but it, it's more like a blanket that's over top. Um, why that, do you like do you like your feet to be free yeah dude I'm yeah same. yeah what if you I'm hammock like, it what if you hammock i can't imagine that would straight up i was like nap during the day in a hammock but i can't imagine sleeping overnight in a hammock and then also bugs but uh yeah i don't think hammock for me you're not a hammock guy no, the other thing I will say too, the one of the first nights of uh, of camping, like I was surprised that uh, when I did go out, it got down to about it was like 33, 32. At, like it got cold overnight. And how much this skinny little thin sleeping bag like truly did what it was supposed to do and how bundled I absolutely had to be to like stay warm. Um, and I also got rained on the very first time too. Like downpour rain, you had to be in your tent with like all the stuff I had spread out in my little site had to come in with me in my little two-person tent. Um, so immediately it was, uh, oh, this is what happens when shit hits the fan a little bit weather-wise. So that was, you know, that was cool. But did the tent the tent held up and you were good? That held up. Dude, can I talk I, about Well, this? I did get some water in it and I have no yeah. idea how, but like yeah. some water definitely got in and I definitely packed my car up in a full torrential downpour. So like everything traveled with me home fully soaked wow. and like uh i had moths in my apartment for like a week because those oh. are you know what I mean? it was like like travel the bugs from the country traveled with me <laughs> Lindsay's and showed up you know. is moths by the way i can't know like <laughs> we have okay so we have this situation here in colorado where these moths like migrated 
they 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 have their migration path during the summer. While that happened, though, the Canadian wildflowers like or wildfires socked us in, and so it blocked the moon. So you couldn't see the it, moon, which is apparently how the moths navigate. And so it was they, my biggest nightmare. Got stuck in like the Denver front there were range moths area. Everywhere. Every, it was everywhere. No, dude. Like the at work. That you guys are gonna have a follow-up to a moth comment is hilarious. No. Like, like if any most people can't off the top of their head be like, what's your least favorite bug? I do. Moth. Like even before <laughs> this. It's like, so it doesn't bite. One word I, doesn't ma, it's, it's, it's light I don't like them. Um, it doesn't do anything. That's what I, I don't like any bug. Like I also no. can't be trusted around. Like I can't go to the butterfly pavilion because I'm so paranoid. I'm actually gonna be like Too close to get moths. All, like yeah, <laughs> smack one and kill like this really rare. But anyway, there was there was a, a patient at my. I didn't see this patient, but a moth flew in her ear and they couldn't get it out. And they came and asked me if I would try it. I was like, I am so sorry. I you need to ask somebody else. Like I can't. I cannot help with this situation. Really? And then like, the so now I know, now, you know, oh, I baseline didn't know much about moths other than I hate them. Now I know they fly in your ear. And so now every time I see a moth, I like, I like cover my ears, but we were <laughs> like the next day I was driving the kid. Thank God I had already dropped the kids off. And I went and I, I like put like the sun visor down and a moth flew out at me. And so I'm like trying to cover my ears. I'm trying to like open the window and get it out. And then I'm also trying to drive. Like I literally about ran myself off. I about killed myself because of this situation. I'm, so I had a- So I- I'm with you up to like, you're trying to cover your ears. It's not like they're like magnetically drawn. Yeah, no, I know, but like, I, if a, if a bug went in my ear, you would need to put me out Ooh. somehow. Ooh. I, I can't. Oh, I can't. I had a coworker it. break her foot because of those moths. Yes. Yeah. They she, like, are dangerous. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> I wonder if anybody actually died. Like, I could have died. I could have run off the road because of this stupid moth. Moths, bras. What's going to yes, figure out? I need it. I'm a fragile bras, flower. <laughs> chicken broth. What else? Anything else that rhymes? Like, this is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man. So I want to hear like a goal. We really got derailed with yeah, that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I want to hear a goal really quick, Brady. <laughs> There's no rails. We have no rails. Here's the thing I'm excited for. Paul yeah. in Virginia mm. is legitimately, oh, in the Appalachian Mountains, it's, it's amazing camping. I love it, dude. Yeah. When it drop when, yeah. when you're camping out and it's like 60 degrees, 50 degrees, and then all of a sudden that night right. is like 25, 30. Like, I love that. No, I'm glad you said that too because I I just actually had brunch this morning with someone that has like lives in Asheville and I was like oh man I would love to go to Asheville as well. Thinking about vacation was like the last was my very first like intro to any kind of level of camping. Um, the this heat that we have now we're like 95 degrees and humid, yeah, dude. I can't I can't sleep. Can I quote? Uh, the, you're the like great, full X. Yeah. Full X. Well, that's what I was going to say. Jake Reed, speaking of Jake Reed again, I'm going to send him this podcast. I'm like, Jake, we just talked about you nonstop. Uh, <laughs> but he went and did Rag Ride this summer, him and his wife. Mm -hmm. And they made it most of the way. And he he's like, we eventually just stopped. because we're like, Oh, I think because, I saw this. Yeah, because yeah. he was like, not because of the bike riding. But because of the camping, because it no, was so he, hot. He pulled he a went, reverse Lindsay and he quit 
because he knew better because he's a pro yeah. and a doctor. <laughs> and he was like, I can't not have recovery at night because I can't sleep at night because it's too damn hot. He was like, I couldn't have my body touch other parts of my body. Yeah. And oh, that's miserable. Yeah. And he's like, so I couldn't fall asleep. And I'm like, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's rough. What is that hot and muggy? Yeah. I know. Yeah. And so, like, your instinct then would to take off, like, the like, I can't take off any more clothes. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> how the hell did we survive? How did, like, mankind survive for millennia? You want to know how? Uh, they were hmm. tough. Yeah, yeah they, didn't they have quit. more body hair than we have now. Like, I, I need my Starbucks in the morning. I just need it. I'm a bit of a diva of, like, how many pillows I need, you know what I mean? I, yeah, so I, tell me about camping. I am too. Like, what do you do? Because sometimes I just fill up my sleeping bag with my dirty clothes my sleeping bag bag you know what i'm talking about yeah bag the sleeping bag comes in i just throw my dirty clothes in that and that's my pillow oh, that's a good hack no it's so funny i mean literally every single piece of equipment has been like hyper evaluated by people by like yeah, you know, what do you call it like influencers within that community and so you can see like here is an evaluation of the top seven uh, camping pillows for side sleepers you know what i mean and so like here's this one that like inflates to a the biggest degree but it also has straps so that it'll secure so it's not slipping out from underneath you like there's people that make their living with like evaluating all that stuff and so i bought whatever that guy says you know <laughs> like i have that but i had uh two different camping pillows with me on that uh when i went to mcafee knob and both i was like fail this is not not gonna do it for me because they were like slipping out from under me and you're right and i had like yeah a, just a pile of clothes underneath my head <laughs> like yeah he's me too i'll say whatever the real hiking viking suggests i'm in do you ever follow him no but what about the the black election yeah black he's election? awesome yeah <laughs> friend of the pod well i had him on the podcast a long time ago awesome dude love that yeah. daniel so yeah. I, I mean, I think it's cool. Anyone that you, you can tell some people like they were born into it and some people like come into it late, but either way, like when, I don't know, when people share their experiences, it's just fun to like, listen to what they're like. So I started out doing this uh, horrible mistake, huge failure. Never, like, and this is what I learned. It is kind of fun to see other people's accountings of it. Yeah. Yeah, man. So do you have anything planned for the rest of the fall? I, I don't have, you know what I mean? Like uh, nothing. It's not a super high priority right now. Like I have a bunch of that and I kind of know, I would probably wait for the, the summer weather to break and more like fall weather. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. It was like a huge driving priority for a bunch of time. I got, I got everything I need for it now. Uh, and it kind of fell off of the radar a little bit. So nothing like huge planned, but I do want to be someone that like hikes at least a portion of the AT. Um, and then I do want to wake up next to the ocean. You know what I mean? Th th this is like a very like vague goal, uh, but I have two spots in mind. Uh, one of them you gave me where like False you can't Cape state park. False Cape. Exactly. You have like, you have to like kind of hike in or bike in you'll hike in you'll get attacked by these little black flies and those bite your body everywhere oh, no. but then as soon as you get out to the ocean they disappear they're gone and then you yeah. hang out yeah i think that would be incredible so like that's a 
it's like a less of a pull to the ocean because I just it, I don't know what I don't know about that. And so part of me is like, I'm kind of a boy scout about this stuff. Like I kind of like do it the safest, easiest way first, learn a lot more from the first time and then go back out with like a better plan for uh, deeper into yeah. the wilderness. Like I, I'm, I'm just like considerate that way, I guess. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, that's going to be great. Lindsay, to wrap up, mm-hmm. you got anything? <laughs> Got anything for, oh wait, I want to hear this. I want to hear this. Well, I want to hear this. I have questions. I got I'm gonna ask you guys a handful of questions. Oh, but, sweet. Okay. I was gonna uh-huh. I was gonna start with this and I totally forgot and dropped the ball. You guys actually know each other uh longer than I know either of you. Yes. Um first grade. No, I was in AM where you were in PM. Okay. Yeah, you were first grade. Miss Krause. Okay, okay. Krause. Yes. What was okay, so can you guys like initially <laughs> Think back to first grade. You got it. Okay, perfect. Um, and initial impressions of each other, and then initial impressions of our friend Travis Stefan. Go. Oh well, okay. This is like l- l- I'll give I'll give Brady time to think because Chris is okay. Whenever we go, you're gonna be like, why are you talking about this? Whenever we go grocery shopping, I always put what I bought, like what we have for meals, on the dry erase board. And today, Chris was like, "Wait, are you are you sure it's a dry erase marker?" Are you, are you sure it's not a Sharpie? And I was like, yes, I'm sure. But then I didn't finish the sentence because the only time I've ever been in trouble was in fourth grade. I got detention because I wrote Brady plus Jenna equals babies, kisses, and love in Sharpie that I thought was a dry erase marker on one of the state stupid, I don't know. That's the only time I've ever been in trouble. And so I was like, yes, I know that it's a dry erase marker because I am so OCD and I check every time I think I'm using a dry erase marker now. Cause that's the only time I've ever been in trouble there. That's so specific. I don't, I have all kinds of memories from the past, but I do not recall you ever getting in trouble. What grade was that? That was in fourth grade. It was when Mrs. Barry was out on maternity leave and it was uh, the mean substitute. Meanwhile, Brady's just straight up slapping the principal <laughs> in the face as a kid, <laughs> which is a true story. It's a great story. Because for another time. For, for another time. For another time. For another. Yeah. For another time. Uh, first grade. First impressions of Lindsay McCauley was, and I don't even actually know this is first grade, but we used to play a game called, in, I think it was first grade, maybe second, called Around the World. So you'd have to second stand grade. up and then a flashcard to get raised yeah, for a math hard. problem, an addition or subtraction problem. And there were some clear, like, people that were going to win and Lindsay was going to win and you either had, you could either make it past Lindsay and like hope to survive keeping like continuing to go. But once you got to Lindsay, you know, you're going to, you're going to lose. So like Lindsay was top dog and around the world. Uh, one time I made it all the way around without being stopped. Yeah. Just like, like, I think more than one time. Peak, I think like more peak, than one time. Peak day of my life. <laughs> also like first, second grade, I also realized like this is a person that was saying out loud. She knew she wanted to be a doctor like she like knew what she wanted to do in her life and be a doctor in like first grade. And I remember you had like supplemental other like schoolwork that your parents had given you that I, I, I just remember like you were doing other work outside of the required schoolwork in like early grade school. And it was just like, oh, this is a notebook that you like fill out, whatever. It was just, you were doing more work <laughs> than everyone else. Yeah. Um, and uh, her and I uh, starred in a fourth grade play. Oh, That's right. 
Alice, Alice and Alex in Wonderland. And this is he where was, Travis Stefan played the Queen of Hearts. The Queen of Hearts. Brady was Alex, and I was Alice in Wonderland, and Travis Stefan was the Queen of Hearts. Okay, so talk about Travis really quick. Uh, uh, love Travis. First but, impression of Travis. Uh, marches to the beat of his own drum. Still does. Took, First, first time I ever knew the phrase Taekwondo is because Travis did show and tell. He brought, and show and tell. Really he broke a board at show and tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he so did. we all thought he was a train killer early on. Um, <laughs> you got to mess with him. I mean, or later in his life, he like continued by like by, like he has multiple throwing knives to the point where he had like put a hold on his Amazon buy where he wouldn't buy more throwing knives. Um, he does have throwing knives. Pretty sure. He got flagged at airport security because he accidentally packed one once. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember what Lindsay did at, at Show and Tell? Oh, do not. Do you know? Yeah. Don't. No. No, it's no, so you bad. Say maybe, I, maybe I'd remember, but hey, I don't Embrace know. your past, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, it's an embarrassing moment for past hey, Lindsay, I used but, to like, like, embrace it and move on. No, like, it's so bad. It. I used to get up and tell jokes and do like stand up. I would do like impersonations in in second grade. I don't remember that at all. Good, good. I thought there was something to do with George Thorogood's "Bad to the Bone." Um, no, I had a my favorite shirt said "Bad to the Bone" on it, and so that's the one I think I chose to wear on my my set days. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I appreciate looking at at show and tell as like it's an opportunity to perform. You know what I mean? That's your performance day. So get something ready. Yeah. That show and tell. Would you back to the bone, bone, but it had like Bugs Bunny on it? I don't I feel know. Like... There's no way to know. Yeah, <laughs> There's no way to no, know. She knows. She's trying to. She's deflecting. She's deflecting. No, okay. So my we didn't go back. I don't remember my first memory, but I was like early on, like, this guy's my friend when it comes to Brady. Because I would have to be, I was the wing woman for all these girls who had crushes on you. I was. I had to like. I was like the middle person a lot. I had to like vet like, them and you passed the yeah, like, pass notes. OMG. Yeah, notes yeah. that are that were passed. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a, yeah very like mm-hmm. carefully folded into perfect triangle notes that were passed. Amazing. Well, we're... controversy over a car seat in fourth grade that you could sit in. You know what I mean? We're in like reading time. You could there's a car seat on the reading oh i do remember this i just remember when we had to mummify a chicken and there were two people who were like we can't do that because we're too religious to to do a pretend um egyptian uh, sarcophagus like (laughs) africa there's there's so many parts to that last 10 seconds of what you guys just said like including mummify a chicken we did it was after the egypt unit we which i was like harper's in fourth grade now i was like i Mm. I, we're straight up mummifying chicken we better we better start saving our stuff for chicken mummies Lindsay and i could probably have a a like muscatine podcast podcast. for a limited run i think we could fill it up with all kinds of gcd um brady hot goss hot goss uh, <laughs> the, the episode's already going long right now at this point, but this is for the true fans that are. This is yeah, no one's listening. Are no still one's around listening now. Uh, just so y'all know, once once you start talking about chicken mummies, uh, you said you had a couple questions for Lindsay and I. The yeah, what uh, no, I don't. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I just, <laughs> okay. uh, I think we talked about it the last time, but y'all went on a solo trip or duo trip, just the two of you to 
Iceland? Iceland. Yeah. Iceland. Oregon. You pick put pictures up of Wisconsin recently and like Lake Superior. And I don't know if that was with the fam or Chris Oregon was with the family. Wisconsin was just Chris and the girls because I don't have unless vacation. Okay. Um, so <laughs> but Oregon was with the kids and that was awesome, awesome. Like the Oregon I, coast. Here, I'll I, point. This is where we were. I'm not gonna say out loud. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't want anybody else to know our secret spot, but the Oregon coast was awesome. Like the kid, like we didn't plan anything. We're just like, go play. And they like painted the sand and with the driftwood and made sandcastles the whole time. Good friends from college, uh, Jason and Katie, you interviewed them at one point, Chris, they went across the country and all these different state parks or whatever. And we're asking like, okay, of everything that you visited in your years of travel, where would you potentially want to go live? And they're both like easily Washington, easily Oregon. Like why? Like because it's just lush and it's beautiful and it's just it's so green it, and there's like ferns green. and it's like yes. just like kind of like fey so wild. Nice. It's just like yeah, yeah it's just kind of like fern gully. You can't believe like what you're seeing. Yes. Um, I just applied. I'm gonna get. I haven't been with. I've been without a passport for more than ten years. I'm now. I'm getting a passport. I, I have in mind that I want to go visit Jake Allison in Ireland and then see the rest of Ireland that's outside of where his where his home base is but y'all have traveled more than me um outside of an Ireland trip I'm also part Italian part Mexican Norwegian and German um but where have y'all traveled that you think for a first-time traveler where should someone go are you talking about out of the country out of the country out of the contiguous United States sans kids so, yeah, no kidding, no kitties. Wait, we aren't sending our own kids with you on the trip. <laughs> I I could watch one of them part time. <laughs> Iceland was amazing. Iceland, uh, yeah, it sounded way more like like if you like hiking. I heard from Chris, I couldn't like views. You just sound like endless waterfalls and tons like, of waterfall. Yeah, I wouldn't gorgeous. do it with young kids because it's like they're gonna whine. Because um, it's every day is like a two to three hour car drive if you do like the whole ring and then you just hike. So they're going to wind you doing must both have those activities. You must have a car in Iceland. Is what yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some people do. Okay. When you go to Italy or wherever, there's a deal where a lot of people will stop over in Iceland for like a night or two because the Blue Lagoon is 15 minute drive from the airport. So people will stop in Iceland, oh, go to the Blue Lagoon for a day and then yeah. keep on flying on to Europe. Like that's an easy like stopover. Yeah. So that's the way you could rack up two places in one. I suggest Iceland and I would say if you like you can skip the Blue Lagoon. I but if you're gonna stop over yeah. for a day, go to the Blue Lagoon. I mean, yeah, like, sounds like, yeah, like it's right there. Like it's right, it's right by the, if you're gonna do that. Yeah. If you're gonna go there and do episode is Blue Lagoon. Yeah. A big around the there's a northern one that's better. Yeah. That would be my suggestion, man. There's like a direct flight from a whole bunch of different towns in the U.S. and you can go yeah. directly there. And some people, I don't know what the deal is, but sometimes cool. they'll it'll be like a connection flight, but they'll let you connect a day later. Mm. And so it's like not any more expensive to I'm, go there for a day or two and then keep on going on to Europe. Outside of like camping is this little side goal. The other one is I want to put together now some international travel goals. Well, and I would say- I just like put this on hold for so long that I'm like, all right, green light on international travel time so this i'm going to be picking your brains more after this episode well i would say like if you are like you could combine the two right because i think when we went there at every t- little town you'd stop at 
there was always campgrounds there mm-hmm. and people doing the whole some road. people do it in a camper van some people do it in a camper van but also you could always just throw out a tent wherever because there were people bikepacking it there were people um you, i've i keep looking at even ones especially around like those big like amazon buy days of foldable bikes i keep looking at foldable bikes <laughs> of like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not, but treat yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It looks dope. Um, all right, let's wrap up. So our kids uh, are screaming in the next room. Which was surprising. They made the whole they 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 did a great job. They did a great job. Um I love you both. I love you too. Yeah, this is great. We should do this uh not recorded sometime. (laughs) We really should. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Episode 400, Lindsay's Redemption. Oh, Brady, pencil it in. Brady has uh, become one with the land of ice. Oh, Br- pause. I have one more ending question. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, Our kids went to camp this summer, and they all had to pick nature names. Oh, and it was, question. like, the best thing ever. So they could oh. only go by their nature name. And so Harper was Mushroom, and Zoe was Blueberry. And so me and Chris made our nature names. He's Sunrise. I'm Firefly. Brady Manriquez, what is your, off the top of your head, what is your nature name? You have five seconds. Two. Rocky. <laughs> Great. Rocky. <laughs> I, I, I just went to, I just went earth, rock, Rocky. There you go. Perfect. Rocky. Okay. All righty. That wraps up this week's episode of the Like a Bigfoot podcast. Uh, huge thanks to Brady and Lindsay for coming on the show. Uh, I cannot believe that seven years ago, I was like, you know what I should do? I should start this thing. Um, And by shipping it, we talked about that at the beginning, right? Perfect or finished, but not perfect. Um, And then you just got to ship it. And that was a powerful message because because it's so so often if we 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 can kind of like become paralyzed by fear to actually like put something out there um when i do this podcast most of the time i am just imagining that i'm recording it for my friend brady you know he was the first person i had on the show um he did an an amazing job, like just supporting me and encouraging me to keep going, uh, early on, but also just throughout, honestly. Um, and you know, I, it just is very special when you have these people in your life who are the encouragers, obviously Lindsay, um, was also an encourager. She's the one that's helping me make time to do this every week. And, um, you know, giving me the space to do it. She's the one that I run upstairs or out of the office to and excitedly go, that was the best one yet after I interview somebody. <laughs> um, and and I think those these two people have just meant so much to me, obviously, throughout my whole entire life, but also to doing this project and this is a project that I'm really 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 proud of um I look back and you know it's changed my life in so many ways in in real honest ways where I've met some amazing human beings I've met some really good friends that I have now directly 
through doing this project, which is weird because the project sometimes is me just sitting in the basement at 4.45 a.m. like right now and just talking into a microphone as it records into my computer. And somehow by doing that, I've been able to see some amazing places on this planet. I've been able to talk to some incredible people and I've inherited these powerful lessons um, from the people I've gotten the opportunity to sit down and interview. Um, and when I've done that to take out the nervousness, like I don't want to imagine that a whole bunch of people are listening to the things I'm saying or the questions I'm asking or some of that. Cause if I do that, then I can become like paralyzed with fear. You know, we're all scared of public speaking. Right. And then this, in a weird way, this whole thing is kind of like a public speaking forum a bit. Um, and if you imagine that you're speaking in front of a bunch of people, you might become scared and you might just freeze up or, or something. But if you imagine that you're recording the episode specifically for Brady Manriquez um, and you're excited for him to hear what these people are saying, then you don't freeze up. You know, it's it's a lot easier. You're talking to your buddy. Um, and so. So, yeah, so that's what these what Lindsay and Brady mean mean to me as a part of the podcast, you know, obviously in my life, they've just been two of the absolute most wonderful, greatest people. They're two of the people I think I like to hear them laugh the most. When they're laughing, I'm happy every time. If I'm hearing them laugh, it is a joyous moment for me. And I think that might have been why I wanted to do this podcast for episode 350, because I just like to sit back and hear them make each other laugh and uh it brings a smile to my face and i know i'm going to re-listen to this one for sure um and if you're still listening and we're, we're an hour and 35 minutes in and we had some straight up muscatine iowa elementary school talk and you're still listening at an hour 35 uh <laughs> thank you so much uh for being a part of this journey doing this project uh really appreciate every single person who tunes into this every week uh it has meant a lot thank you so much um i welcome any of your feedback or any messages or anything like that um uh, i would love to hear what everyone thinks of the show and things like that so um but yeah we're gonna get back at you next week uh we are talking to a couple wonderful athletes who just set the mount rainier infinity loop record this summer uh and then after that we're gonna follow it up with uh a guy who was awesome who spent the summer with his girlfriend canoeing down the mighty mississippi river going past the great town of muscatine iowa in the process on their way to nolens so uh we'll get into that in a few weeks so um, all right, we'll get back at you next week.